Hello, everybody. My name is Kelly Jackson. I am with the Tennessee Conservative News. And today I have the uh, immense pleasure of sitting down with two of the three of Williamson County's uh, sheriff's candidates. Uh, first up, we will have Jeff Hughes, and I just wanted to say thank you so much, Jeff, for sitting down with me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, uh, welcome. Thank you, Kelly. It's my pleasure. Good, good. So I guess um, the first thing I've got for you is give us some quick background and then the reason you decided to run and why you think you are the man for the job. Absolutely. So I got into law enforcement in 1983. I started at the Fairview Police Department and I worked there off and on until February the 1st, 1986. And I moved over to the Brentwood Police Department uh, on that day and started my 36 year and one month career at the Brentwood Police Department. Um, started as a patrol officer and worked my way through the ranks. Uh, four years as a police officer. I spent uh, 10 years as a criminal investigator, working everything from uh, theft to homicide, and moved over to admin in 2000. And I spent the next 22 years of my career on the admin side, trying to uh, learn everything uh, from policies, procedures, uh, best practices, budgets, just what it takes to run a police department. And I started out as a lieutenant. I worked my way through the ranks uh, to captain, assistant chief, and ultimately to chief of police. I was the third police chief in the history of Brentwood. And I spent 10 years in that capacity before I retired in February of 2022. My educational background, I uh, graduated from Fairview High School. I'm a native of Williamson County. Uh, I've lived here all my life, uh, fourth generation uh, um uh, native and uh, own a 40 acre farm out in Fairview. It's actually not in the uh, city limits. It's in the unincorporated area of Williamson County. Uh, went on to Middle Tennessee State University, completed my uh, bachelor, undergraduate degree, my bachelor's degree in uh, uh, criminal justice and uh, with a minor in psychology. I'm also a graduate of the Southeastern Command and Leadership Academy through the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. That's a little bit about my background. Wow. Unless I let you want to ask me about? Yeah, that is a that's extensive and impressive. That's for sure. Um, I imagine you've got some really really interesting stories you could tell all of us. I've been uh, been told I need to write a book, but uh, yeah, but I would say so. I would say so. So why, why do you think you're the, the guy for this job? What makes you feel like you, you know, you're the guy who should run Williamson County Sheriff's Department? Sure, that's a great question. And I had no idea that uh, the current sheriff, Dusty Rhodes, was going to step down early. Uh, obviously, his term was not supposed to expire until 2026. So I didn't have a lot of time to think about this from the perspective of of running a campaign. Uh, his last day obviously was the end of the year. I couldn't pull a petition until January. Uh, I think it was the third, if I'm not mistaken. And then the election is March the 5th. So you can see the quick turnaround um, from, you know, the actual time of making a decision until, uh, you know, you got to set up a website, you got to set up a, a social media account, 
purchase signs, discriminate signs, raise money. It, there's, there's a whole lot that goes into this, and, it, and it's very difficult to do in a compressed uh, time period, especially in the dead of winter. Why I feel I'm the best candidate, uh, I think it just boils down to experience. And I, I have 10 years experience in running a law enforcement organization. Uh, I have managed a multi-million dollar budget. I have built a police facility. Uh, we have a beautiful facility down on Heritage Way in Brentwood, a 55,000 square foot building. Uh, it had a budget of $30 million. We were actually able to complete that for $29 million and came in under budget because I'm, I am a fiscal conservative and I, I, uh, uh, I recognize that every tax dollar is important. Uh, and, and I'm a taxpayer. So, so I, I, uh, I value that and I, and I, and I try to, uh, uh, be, uh, fiscally, uh, minded in, in, in all decisions as it relates to, to money. That's great. Um, but it, it, it's just, uh, if you look at the other two candidates and you compare, our records uh, as it relates to being the number one guy in any law enforcement organization, um, hands down, I, I, I've got more experience than, than either of the two candidates. I think that makes me the most qualified. I've been the number one guy. I've been the one that uh, has to make those tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look over your shoulder and, and, and uh, you're looking for direction, there's no one there. You are the guy, right? Yes, sir. Uh, it's different than number two guy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's different than uh, being a, a criminal investigator in a division. Uh, it it and, and until you've done it, uh, you, you you're not really sure how uh, how you're going to react uh, in yeah. that position. And well, I just don't think that we I don't think we as Williamson County citizens can afford uh, on the job training when it comes to a position as, um, as as important as the sheriff's position. Well, and that's interesting you bring that up because that leads me to the next little spattering of questions that I do have. Um, the role of sheriff in our community, I think that people uh, are somewhat aware, una- unaware of the importance of the role of sheriff and how who your sheriff is and what they stand for definitely can make all the difference. Um, they are in our neighborhoods. They are our checks and balance right in our own county. So with that said, um, how do you view the role of sheriff with those things in mind? I mean, we know that there's a specialized, they are, they are our first and last line of defense. So that, can you speak right. to that yeah. somewhat? Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's more than just the practical aspects of running a law enforcement organization. Um, you know, that's, that's one part of the job, you know, trying to develop uh, a culture that's desirable that will attract applicants. Uh, so recruitment is a huge issue. Retention is a huge issue within the sheriff's department uh, currently. And there are those kind of things that that you have to work on. Uh, you've got, you know, you've got the primary mission, which is to, you know, put deputies out there on the street. And, and right now we simply don't have adequate coverage throughout the county or in our schools. And I think that needs to be a priority. But aside from that, there are some, there's some authorities that the sheriff has that uh, is not um, shared by other law enforcement executives, such as chiefs of police, uh, the constitutional authority that sheriffs have. And and they truly are uh, kind of the last line of defense between uh, 
federal government and and federal overreach and, and and the citizens that we represent. And so the unique thing about the sheriff is is he doesn't uh, work for um, uh, a mayor or uh, a county entity. He works for the people. And and so you you've got to have someone that is willing to take a stand. Uh, based on principle and based on uh, uh, what is right. And, 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 you know, I think it's important that the sheriff uh, supports the Constitution and, and what it stands for in every regard. So that would speak to your oath of office in your, in your duty to uphold and, and protect and defend the Constitution, number one, first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, every law enforcement officer that is sworn in uh, takes that oath to uphold the Constitution. And I think uh, sometimes that that may be lost on on younger yeah. officers or deputies yeah. that take that off because it, it, it really is a tremendous responsibility. And particularly for the sheriff, because of the authority that that uh, he or she has. Yes. Uh, uh, related to that role. Right. So we we experienced here in Williamson County in the last three or four years due to COVID, the mandates and the lockdowns. And I think the frustration that was felt here in Williamson County, especially among the grassroots, was that we had these administrators, uh, county and city mayors and health departments, even the governor, passing down these mandates um, mm -hmm. it, it, commanding people to shut their businesses, telling churches that they need to close, um, those kinds of things. If put in the position where you have to sort of think outside the box and and defend keeping open these businesses or these churches, is that something that you feel you feel like you would be prepared for? Yes, and I've had time to talk to many people about this and, and, and actually uh, reflect on my time as chief of police during the pandemic, because these were things that I dealt with as the chief law enforcement officer of an organization. Um, I didn't have the authority that the sheriff has, but, you know, it was an issue. Um, you know, when, when you're, um, when, when an order, a public policy, if you will, comes down to, enforce a mass mandate, say, or uh, it, it's one thing if you're going into a business that is considered a private establishment and they require you to do something like wear a mask, opposed to being in a public area uh, where there has been a mandate that you should wear a that you should wear a mask. And I think the sheriff's responsibility uh, as it relates to that is, is follow the law. Uh, not public policy, right? So we right. we are we, we swear to the oath of 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 upholding the laws. Yeah. And if and if the legislator and uh, if they uh, institute a law, then then we're bound to uphold that law. But public policy, I think that uh, the sheriff has the discretion of of choosing uh, not to follow that if uh, if if we feel like. And, and and I do feel like that uh, that's a matter of public choice and not, yeah. it shouldn't be something mandated yes. outside of the law. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's skip to some um, county-centric issues. Okay. 
that we've had um, directed to us by readers. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the questions were around, like, for example, do we know whether or not the county department accepts any federal dollars for programs? And if they do, would that factor into any decision made by the sheriff or should that factor into any decision made by the sheriff? Should the sheriff decide to exercise their jurisdictional authority and not comply with, say, an order that violates the oath of office? Would that be something like, because I, I have a it's happened in our county before, especially in things like school districts where there's a lot of federal money involved. And it's like, well, we kind of have to go along with this. Otherwise, we lose those funds. Is that something that would even come into consideration well, for you? I'll have to say this. I'm not inside the sheriff's department currently. I'm the outside candidate. Uh, I don't know whether they currently accept federal uh, funds and, and through grants or, or what have you. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think that one should influence the other. Uh, you know, I don't know um, whether there's a need um, financially for those types of resources. Yeah. Obviously, it's a resource, but but I would never uh, accept something contingent on having to uh, be tied to, you know, the, a reciprocal type of uh, yes obligation to where you had to uh, be obligated for having received that money. If that, if that, if, if, if one requires the other, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to accept that money. That's that, that's great. That's exactly kind of where I was going with that. Yeah. one. <laughs> Some of the other things that um, of course we Williamson County, it's funny, we're a big County, but at the same time, all of this, a lot of the same people talk about the same things. It's the scuttlebutt, right? I get questions about resources in within the mm -hmm. county office. So uh, the use of um, the use of uh, helicopters. Um, I've been hearing mm -hmm. tales about more helicopters than we need using those helicopters for superfluous um, things such as trips you know, to other cities in the state that's not business related to the state or the county. Um, how how would you handle that, say, within internally and as far as accountability to the people? How is that something that you would handle? Well, first and foremost, I, I am 100% about accountability and transparency. Uh, I've heard those same things. I don't know what the answers are. But I think one of the first responsibilities and one of the first tasks as sheriff would be to do a comprehensive review of all policies, all procedures, all practices as it relates to uh, their, their operations. And, and that includes, obviously, the, the helicopters. You know, why, what are we using those for uh, and, and, and what is the cost of, mm -hmm. of, of operating, uh, maintaining you know, paying pilots, uh, those are the things that we need answers to. So when the when the citizens have questions about that, we have legitimate answers, uh, and we can provide that in a transparent way and make sure that those are being used for uh, the purposes that uh, they're intended to be used for and nothing else. Yes. And I, do, I make decisions based on a cost-benefit analysis, 
So I don't believe in spending money uh, for things that are not directly benefiting the people we serve. Uh, that's part of being a fiscal conservative. Yes, sir. Uh, in 10, 10 years as chief of police, I, I worked every budget uh, that, that I over oversaw. We worked within the budget. We never went over budget. And, and I never asked for anything that I couldn't justify. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that we must uh, we must look at the cost benefit benefit analysis comparison and and determine whether what we're wanting to implement is a need or is it a want. And, uh, you know, I think that we need to pursue those needs and not necessarily those wants. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So just a couple more things. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the probably, if not the most urgent matter, and you and I have had a, an opportunity to discuss this uh, on previous occasion, is to do with the influx of of illegal aliens at our border and then how that trickling of people is making its way up to Tennessee. Uh, I think it was just last week I was getting texts and emails from people that were saying that there were buses parked at the Ag Center with Homeland Security emblems on the sides of the buses. I do know that there was a notification that there were somewhere around a little under 500 of those people that were brought into Murfreesboro, Nashville, and Franklin, because those were the areas that they had indicated to the uh, the federal government that was where they'd like to be dropped off. So the federal government was just going to be dropping them off here. So in relationship to your role as the county sheriff, what can you do? I mean, I, I even got an email about a story about uh, someone having... Um, an accident where they were T-boned, their vehicle was T-boned by an illegal who gave a false address. Um, They couldn't find this person. How, Mm -hmm. as the sheriff, could you get your arms around an issue like this when the federal government is absolutely refusing to enforce the the law uh, at the border? Well, let me let me start off by answering the question this way. I had the opportunity to be on a local radio station with the city of Franklin administrator, Eric Stuckey, I believe it was last week. And he was asked that question about the um, information about uh, immigrants being dropped off in the city of Franklin. And according to him, uh, that didn't happen. So whether it did or whether it did or whether it didn't, I, I don't have any personal knowledge. Uh, but I think there had been some uh, communication mm-hmm. that it could possibly happen. And he also stated that uh, this these were immigrants that were going through the legal process of, of trying to become U.S. citizens. Again, I'm repeating what I heard him say mm-hmm. radio station. Um I think illegal immigration is a problem, and I think it's something that we have to work collaboratively with the legislators uh, at the state level to implement laws that will uh, empower us to deal with this issue. Yeah. Uh, you, you may be aware there there are actually a couple of bills uh, before yes, that are now yeah. as it relates to illegal immigrants. Uh, I think one of them deals with housing and the other one deals with transportation. Yes. And and so this is how we've got to start addressing these issues. You've got to you've got to give local law enforcement 
including the sheriff department, the legal authority and the power to, the tools. to yeah, the tools and the resources to combat this yeah. um, in, in, in the form of law is yeah. what I'm referring to. Because if, if they're not allowing you all to round them up and deport them, then sure. we would need to have the, you all would need to have the ability to be able to enforce laws Insofar as you can, if there are, say, five families living in a house zoned for one family, um, that kind of thing. So, you know, just doing what you absolutely can, because and I think there's a nullification bill that they're working on as well. But I don't know how much headway they're working on that. But so, I mean, do you have any other you know, closing statements? Do you have anything else that you just really feel like you would want the voters of Williamson County to know about you and why they should, you know, vote for you for this position? This is what I would say. And, you know, any candidate can tell potential voters what they want to hear. I would recommend that you look at every candidate's track record vet us look at our successes look at our leadership experience look at the accomplishments that we've been able to make uh in our career and and if you do that i think you will conclude that that i'm clearly the most qualified candidate um williamson county needs proven and tested leadership and, and the biggest element of that is experience. And, and, and for that reason alone, um, I feel like that I'm the best candidate. Obviously, I have a vested interest. Uh, like I said, I, I live here. I, mm-hmm. I was raised here. Uh, I'm a taxpayer. Uh, I want to be proud of our sheriff's department. And I want to I make it uh, one of the best organizations uh, in the state and, and abroad. Uh, that's my goal. I'm not doing this for me. I'm not running for me. I'm running for the citizens of Williamson County. That's uh, that, that's my sole motivation for trying to use some of the the uh, skills and experience that I've had in the past uh, to make the Williamson County Sheriff's Office the best it can be. Okay, that's great. That's all. I think that's all we could ever actually ask uh, of our sheriff. So. Thank you so, so much, Jeff. I really, really appreciate you sitting down and doing this. I know that things are kind of nuts right now because early voting has started. So you're having to be everywhere all at once. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you, Kelly. It's been my honor. Hey, everybody. This is Kelly Jackson with the Tennessee Conservative News. This is part number two of our candidate interviews with Mr. Darren uh, Barnes. He is the one of the two of the three uh, of the candidates that are running in the primary in Williamson County. And I have the uh, extreme great pleasure today of sitting down with him and asking him a few questions for the folks here in Williamson County. So Darren, thank you so much for joining me today and indulging me in answering all of these questions. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. So I guess the question, the first question would be, is give us some of your background, um, the reason that you decided to run and why you're the best guy for the job. So I have lived in Williamson County my whole life. I'm actually a fifth generation Williamson County. And uh, I had a, 
a great, great something uncle that was born in, in Nolensville in like 1841. Wow. Uh, he joined the, uh, the army, the civil war in, uh, in Nolensville, um, uh, on my mom's side, that's my father's side on my mom's side. Um, she's a sawyer and, and my grandmother, um, her family uh, lived in like the grassland area of Williamson County. So anyway, um, I'm, I'm proud of that, obviously. Um, but I've worked in law enforcement for 32 years. I started out with Franklin Police Department in 1993. Um, in 2007, I was promoted to detective and selected to be a part of the FBI's Violent Crime and Gang Task Force. And I did that for 12 years. Um, got a lot of experience doing that we worked five counties um in middle tennessee in the middle district um and in 2019 um i retired from franklin and i decided that uh so i'd always wanted to work for the sheriff's office um so i, I went to the sheriff's office and i've been there ever since and um, i'm currently a, a detective with those guys so um you know, I, I care a lot about Williamson County and I care a lot about the direction that, you know, that it's headed. Um, growth is to me kind of a bittersweet thing. It's, you know, it's, it's change and, you know, we all have to get used to change at some point. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's not something that, that you can stop. Not that I want to stop it by no means, but unfortunately there's a negative that comes with it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, uh, with, any increase in population, obviously, there's going to be increasing crime and yes, and basically an undesirable element. Um, and you asked, um, well, I think I'm the best one for the job. It's, um, I think I'm the best one to uh, prepare our office, the sheriff's office, uh, for that. And um, I'm a, I think that government, um, a lot of times they. Uh, they wait until it's too late until there's already a problem before they try, you know, they try to fix it. It's too late at that point. Right. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't, I, I think that I'm the one to handle that. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people have said, you know, well, Mark and Jeff who are great guys. I mean, you know, um, I've worked with and known them both for a long time. Um, and it's nothing against, you know, them by no means, but I can learn what they do. Um, it's going to be a little different for them trying to learn what, what I've done and what I do. Okay. Okay. So. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. You mentioned growth because out here in Nolansville, it is a topic of a hot topic of conversation very frequently on the Nolansville 411. And it is a, an evenly divided split. And oh, it, yeah, it's, it's a very entertaining conversation to follow on occasion. So um, so for some of the questions with regard to the role of the sheriff, I think you and I kind of got into this a little bit when we met a few couple few weeks ago. And I think what uh, people are somewhat unaware of is the importance of the role of sheriff and who your sheriff is and what they stand for can make all the difference, especially during times like we've just been through the last three or four years with COVID. Um, uh, you know, your sheriff is, he's the guy in your neighborhood. His kids go to your schools. He's, he's lives down the street. Maybe it's a guy that, you know, you, you have access to, he's your first and last line of defense. So 
what is your, in your view, what does that role of sheriff look like with all of those things in mind? Well, I mean, when, as you're talking about that stuff though, it, there's so much more that comes to mind, right? Because mm -hmm. you describe every law enforcement officer, you know, that, that works for Williamson County and the military. Um, and honestly, I just don't think a lot of those guys and girls get the respect that, that they deserve. So it's, it's not just about the sheriff, but to answer your question, the sheriff is a constitutional office. Um, we, in law enforcement in general, but with the sheriff's office, especially, um, you know, we're sworn to uphold the, the constitution, um, uh, through the United States constitution, the state constitution, and also uphold the laws of, of, you know, the state of Tennessee. Um, and it's a, it's a very in, important office. The, uh, the sheriff is the top law enforcement, um, uh, person in, in the County, I guess to say. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so considering people, a lot of people don't understand that the sheriff works for the people. A lot of times people think, well, the sheriff works for the governor no, or the state. The, the sheriff works for the county, but the sheriff works for the people. And a lot of people don't understand that. Would you make a concerted effort to really convey that message to people that the sheriff is the defender of the people? Well, well, sure. And and I get asked that a lot. And I've been asked that a, a whole lot, especially the last six months since I've been campaigning. Um, I think the biggest question that I get is um, people want to know <clears throat> what the difference is between like a sheriff and a chief. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and I think that the easiest way to explain it, um, and I, I know where you're going um, with your question, but the easiest way to explain it is that the sheriff is an elected official. Yes. You know, chosen by the people, right? Exactly. The chief is um, hired. Appointed, yeah. So, um, and and I guess you could say a sheriff's hired too, but. Yes, you know, there's but. There's thousand people in Williamson County. Yes. You know, that's 250,000 people that are considering who they want to be their next uh, law yes. enforcement leader, right? So. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So I guess another question I would have, I know that some of our readers have been interested in, uh, and you work at the department, so you would really kind of have um, a, a more of an inside um, ability to answer this question since, uh, you know, like Jeff, he's not at the department, you are. Mm -hmm. um, does the county department accept any kind of federal dollars for programs? And if so, would that factor into any decision made by the sheriff or should that factor into any decision made to say, exercise their jurisdictional authority and say they decide not to comply with a mandate or something that comes down from the federal government? There's that threat. I know that that happens a lot with a lot of our county and state programs and other aspects, schools and things like that, you find that they have a tendency to sort of not want to not want to forsake those federal dollars. So they're willing to concede in areas that maybe the citizens aren't as happy about. So could you speak to that at all? Does the, does the department, in do, do they get a lot of federal money? And would that play a part in decisions that get made? So with my role at the sheriff's office, I am at the sheriff's office, but with my role at the sheriff's office, um, I'm not in that position to know exactly what kind of money we get through grants and, and things like that. Um, I know that we do get, get some grant money. Um, 
and I feel like with, with what you said, there's like several questions in there, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I'm guessing that one of the questions that, that you're asking is because we get grant money or, or federal funded uh, programs or whatever, would I concede like uh, yeah. what the people care about in Williamson County just to get that money? Yeah, to keep what, it or lose it or, yeah. No, at, at the end of the day, I mean, you have to do what's right. Yeah. Um, and the most important thing that we have is our rights, you know, yeah. the Constitution. Um, and, uh, you know, the way I see it is that I, I think there's a, uh, a misnomer, per se, I guess, um, is that a lot of people think that the federal government is actually above the states, yeah. right? Yeah. That's not the case. It's actually yeah. the other way around. Yep. So yep. If the federal government wants to try to say that because, you know, we're not going to comply with something and, and understand there's a whole lot of thought and consideration that would go into whatever the case may be. Right. It's kind of general. And, and I'm not like I, I don't really like general questions. I'll answer yeah. them the best that I can. Of yeah. Course. But there's so many what ifs that you can play into it. Yes, I guess um, I guess I would ask that, keeping in mind what we've dealt with in the last three or four years. Yeah, you talk uh, about mass mandates and stuff COVID, like that. Yeah, mass mandates, uh, churches being shut down, um, buildings being shut down. And it didn't happen so much in Williamson as much as it did in other areas of the state. Like Davidson sure. County was a little bit more, was more stringent. Right. No, 100%. And, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I believe it's it's about choice, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, maybe some people do feel more comfortable wearing masks, and that's fine. Yes. You know, uh, my wife, you know, and I always think about that in the back of my head, right? My wife two years ago was diagnosed with leukemia. Yeah. Puts you in such an awkward spot because, um, you know, her immune system was shot. She had a bone marrow transplant like last March. Yeah. I thought, well, we're going to go to this meeting, right? And we're going to go. She's going to walk in with a mask on. What's the first thing everybody's going to think? Yeah. You know, what's yeah. she doing? You know? Yeah, it was made into this political statement when in reality it shouldn't have been. It should no, have, exactly if it not. had always been a choice, it wouldn't have been a political statement, right? A hundred percent, right? Yeah. And I do think that a lot of that was, well, when I say a lot, I mean the majority mm -hmm. was um, a ruse, I guess to say. I don't know if yeah. that's the right word to use yeah. for it. You know, it was blown way out of proportion. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I can't speak for like countywide. Obviously, um, if something like that arose again, then I would definitely um, give my opinion and I would, um, you know, I would try to stand up for what's right. Um, but like as far as uh, what I'm directly like my immediate circle, um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mandate my employees to do anything like that. You know, whatever, yeah. however they felt comfortable, right? Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I remember thinking back with uh, the mask mandate last time. Uh, there was something that happened where we had. I wish I'm drawing a blank, and I apologize. No, no. We had like several soldiers get killed in something, and I was like, I can't believe that people are making a bigger deal out of wearing a stupid mask than our soldiers that, you know, I, I just, I, there was, I wish I could remember what it was, but anyway, I won't harp on it, but it was just something that was really disappointing to me, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so I just don't see that big of a deal in it, but I know 
Um, you know, I just, I don't understand why people got so open arms about mm -hmm. the whole yeah. mask. Yeah. Me, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's something a little more County specific. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> since you like more specific, uh, as you know, Williamson County being large at the same time, it can be a very small place. So we all talk to one another, especially those of us in politics. We all talk to one another. So there are some anecdotal um, things that I've heard that have gone on within the department. And I can't tell you a time frame because nobody's mentioned it to me, but just the use of resources, for example, the helicopters. I know we have three. And then from what I understand, they have been possibly utilized in an inappropriate way. Um, that's the story that I've heard. So if if that were true and if those kinds of things were to um, to occur, how would you handle that like internally and then outwardly with the public? Say something like that were to, to, to bec become known. Um, is that something you would embrace, like, ex, you know, making sure that it's just as transparent as possible if that was something that did occur? So, yeah, and I, I wish wish I kind of knew what you were talking about as being used inappropriately. Yeah, uh, uh, from what someone said, it was a jaunt, uh, taking trips to other cities that didn't really have anything to do with police business or even flying over Williamson County just for fun. I mean, and, and it's, and it's very expensive, I think, to run those, isn't it? Something like $2,400 a, a, a trip or something. And I, I can't put a cost on it. I know that mm -hmm. I've, I've had conversations with some of our pilots and stuff about that. Yeah. And I don't know if our pilots necessary, um, I don't know. I can't speak for them hundred percent of the time. Right. Yeah. But I do know that, that there's a lot of training hours they have to put in and um, you know, if they're using it for like community involvement or um, I know I've, I've used the uh, helicopter um, a couple of, well, not one time that I can think of, but it was to fly something to the TBI lab. Yeah. Because it was late in the afternoon. The lab was about to close and they said, if you can get it here, yeah. Quick and test it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, but no, if, if it was used for like personal gain or something, then obviously um I'm the kind of person that's I'm a lot harder on myself. Yeah. So if, if I if I'm held accountable for something or I'm punished for something, let's say, I've already punished myself 10 times worse than anybody yeah. else could have done it. Yeah. So I do believe in accountability and I do believe in uh um, you know, holding other people account accountable and also believe in transparency yeah. um, because this isn't money out of, uh, you know, my pocket necessarily. Yeah. It's money out of taxpayers that live here out of their yeah. pocket. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you have to be transparent and people have to know, know what you do. And, um, you know, one thing that I'd like to do um, when I'm elected sheriff is I'd like to do like a monthly, uh, like a newsletter. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go into to, into specifics, but it can just basically document, let people know, say, you know, this is how many arrests we made. This is how many, of, you know, these are the interesting things that happened this month. These are the complaints that we got to get, you know, against our deputies. 
these are the ones that were unfounded. These are the ones that were found to be true mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. You know, it's just, yeah. it's limited what you can do and, yeah. and how you involve the community. And um, I think that's really important um, because it also has to do with crime prevention, right? Yeah. The more you engage them, the more they listen. So. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, I think my last question is probably the most important, at least to our readers. We get a lot of mail about, this influx of illegals at the border, which because, I mean, every, every state is a border state anymore. And the um, contact that Tennesseans are having with illegal aliens in the state of Tennessee, it seems to be occurring more and more often because there are more and more of them coming to our state. So the question that I would have for you, considering that the federal government really leads the way in how we handle dealing with these people uh, as i as i think i we had talked about it before when president trump was president you know you heard about um ice and other agencies uh busting some of these places where they would find some of these illegals and then they would deport them well that's not going to, that doesn't hasn't been happening for the last 4 years since president biden was president mm -hmm. what can law enforcement in our county do to um to deal with these challenges that we have in our own county as we are seeing more and more of these people coming into the county illegally um having like i i have a friend who's who had a um an accident with one where their their vehicle was t-boned they got a false address they got you know no real information i don't think the person could speak english and so that seems to be occurring more often are there things that we can do since we can't deport them? Are there things that the sheriff's office can be doing? And what what things would you do as sheriff to sort of deal with these challenges that we're having with this influx that we're, we're having in Tennessee? Right. Well, understand, I mean, I've been in law enforcement in this county for a long time, for 32 years. As long as I can remember, we've dealt with... Um, immigration issues mm -hmm. probably since the beginning of my career right um saturn uh the the uh car plant automobile yes. plant here yeah. in the 90s and that's when we really started you know i could drive down the street and pretty much point to everybody and say oh there's bill or there's you know whoever and once saturn moved here though it came a lot different then you started seeing people move here from detroit or mm -hmm. you know just different parts of the country and that's when we had to start uh, getting used to or getting acclimated to um, people moving here from, from the outside, I guess, to speak. Right. So we're kind of unique in the way that um, we haven't had the issues like a lot of the other, like the actual border States um, like Texas and stuff. Um, so the, I wanted to say that only to, to, to lead into um one concern that I've always had is that, you know, there's a lot of good people that live here um, and their status may not be um, legal. Um, and they don't call the police because they don't trust the police. OK, um, in regards to 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 those people, um, you know, I want to do what I can to keep them safe until the federal government gets their act together and tries to figure out, you know, how they're going to deal with this problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, because you're right, we can't just arrest people and deport them at our level. Okay. So my responsibility is to protect those that need to be protected. Right. But at the same time, 
we've got to find ways to deal with the people. And it's like anybody else that's um, uh, non-desirable person, I guess, a, a knucklehead, a crook, right? Mm -hmm. um, we've got to deal with them the best that we can, and we've got to be hard on them. Um, now, when the time comes again, and it will, that you know, immigration is going to come to the county and they're going to say, hey, we would like you guys' help with this. Then, yeah, 100%. I'm going to work with our law enforcement partners to do what we got to do. Um, but at the same time, you have to consider the your area of control, right? Mm -hmm. And right now, our area of it's just um, we have to consider them residents at this point. And I know that's not an answer that a lot of people are going to be like, well, what's he talking about? But it, it, it's true. You know, we don't have the problems that other people have yet or other states, if, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, yeah, um, I see what you're saying. So uh, we deal with, with, with the bad seeds and we get them out of here okay. as quick as we can, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, when, when the time comes and if, if uh, I don't know, they, they change their name so much, I guess it's Homeland Security Investigations. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, if they come to us and say, we need your help, then yeah, hundred okay. percent, you know, we're going to do yeah. what we're sworn to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, my last question would be, um, is there anything else you want to add that you feel that the voters should know about you that uniquely qualifies you for this position and, you know, why they should cast their vote for you as of yesterday, uh, yeah, early voting. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so I haven't been everywhere that the other candidates have been as far as to hear what they, they have to say. I can only say what I, what I know when, when I'm around them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that you'll hear one of them say that they have proven strategies. He'll say it over and over and over again, that he has proven strategies, right? What are his strategies? You know, mm -hmm. um, you, you got to tell the people what your plans are. I've always been, I felt like I've been, um, very forthcoming with my answers. Um, I don't hold back. Um, I do have a broad range of experience. Like I said, I can learn what they do. And what I mean by that is a lot of people have told me, well, you've never led an agency. You've never worked a budget. Um, no, but my entire career as a law enforcement professional, I worked 15 years in patrol. So I know what those guys and girls want and what they need. Um, I've worked more than 15 years, 17 years in investigations. One of the candidates has never worked in investigations. Okay. Um, so as far as being more well-rounded, that's me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can, I can surround myself. You can't know everything about everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Neither can the other two candidates, regardless of how big the department was that they, that they led or managed or whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like I'm more well-rounded because I can surround my people. I can fill the gaps, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But through my experience and stuff, um, I, I would argue that they can't necessarily fill the shoes that I've uh, had to walk in. Had to walk in, yeah. Well, yeah. as I said, I've only been able to talk to two of you. The third one completely ignored me. So <laughs> uh, I got the well, pleasure of speaking with you and, and Jeff. So, well, thank you, Darren, so much. Um, I know you've had a long, long day. Um, yeah. I just appreciate you sitting down with me after a long, hard day's work and and answering some of the questions that I know our readers are interested in in knowing. So I just appreciate that so much. Thank you. No, yeah, I appreciate, uh, uh, you know, any support I can get. Um, 
I, you know, I always tell people that I, I'm not going to ask you for your support. I want to earn it. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, and I don't know if any of your listeners or whatever, there's the forum that we had um, that's on the Williamson County TV YouTube okay. channel. You haven't had a chance to see it. That's everybody answering questions. And Right. What I'll do is I'll grab that and I will add that to the, you know, to when they post this, we'll put it in the, in the description box uh, on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. We'll make sure that it's attached so that right. everybody can see it. So that's great. Great idea. Thank you. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Darren, so much. Right. It was so good to see you. You too. Thank you so much. Uh-huh.